0: And how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: You holding my hand. I can go anywhere as long as you hold my hand. I can come against a principality, me by my little self, and I can tear that thing down as long as you hold my hand. You hold my hand. Woo! Oh my goodness, church. Ah. I, I I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know if y'all see it Creator God that said light be woo as Pastor says shaka Baba. hey that's who's holding my hand that's who's holding my hand that's who's pulling me through yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are with me, Lord. You are with me. It doesn't matter what comes in the next few days. It doesn't matter. As long as you keep holding his hand Don't let that hand go Don't look and say oh lord Oh my God Oh cuz you cuz the gates The gates of hells open y'all But the gates of hell will not They will not prevail. They will not overcome the church of the living God. And that is you. That's not some building. That's you. He told us that the devil will not. He will not win. He will not win. It ain't going to be but just a few minutes, and he's going to be cast in the lake of fire. He's going to be bound up. He knows the times. He knows the season. He knows what's going on in the heavens right now. He knows, and he is scared half to death. Hallelujah. But that means I'm not. I am not scared. I am not scared. And the devil may have his hand on my kid right now, but in the name of Jesus, you let him go. 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 go. In the name of Jesus. That's what we are to rise up and do. We are to rise up and take authority over what's in my house. The power is within me. Power is within you. I can lay on my face all night long for your kid, and I did last night. But you are the one. You have authority. Who? You have authority. And we gotta take it. We gotta rise up. We gotta be the ecclesia. We are the judicial voice in this land. And we gotta take authority over our own house. And then we take authority over our own nation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we did some of this in prayer a while ago. But oh my God, I feel it again because of that song. Because he holds my hand. He holds my hand. And if he holds my hand, he's saying, come on baby girl, let's fight. Because right now is war time. Right now is war. There's a battle in the heavenlies. There's a war going on in the heavenlies right now. We're going to talk about what season we're in. We just missed the rapture, y'all. That's all right. We got another year. But until then, we got some business to take care of. Some business. That's different than business. Business is different than business. And we got some business to take care of. Because the enemy is, whoo, he think he big. He thinks That he can prevail, but he cannot. He cannot. And we got to remind him all the time of what he's headed for. Uh, The lake of fire for eternity. And he wants to take as many as he can take with him. But we're going to snatch them all out. We're going to snatch them out in the nick of time because we take authority over that spirit of witchcraft that's been loosed in this nation we take authority over you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we bind you up we bind you up we command you are unlawful and we command you to get out of our nation get out of our nation get out of my home get out of my kid Get out of my church. Get out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to tell y'all that Paul, when he went into Ephesus, y'all, it was kind of like it is today. They didn't hide. devil was in the streets doing what he did. Open sexuality in the streets. At least we stay behind closed doors most of the time. But he didn't let that stop him. He walked right in the midst of hell. And he proclaimed Jesus Christ. He didn't have to have the atmosphere right. He didn't have to have everything working like it needed to be working. No, he walked into the midst of hell. And he preached Jesus. And they all got saved. There was like 100,000 members of the church of Ephesus. My goodness. They burned the equivalent of our money today, $5 million worth of witchcraft paraphernalia. Hey. And the atmosphere wasn't right when you walked in. Uh-oh, I know. I preached to myself just then because I sure want her to get the atmosphere right. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that you do. Hallelujah. But he didn't have to do that. Thank you, Jesus. She got us something to say.
2: I just want to say that as um, Pastor Barbara was declaring and proclaiming, Evangelist Colby was walking across the front. Evangelist, give me your name. <laughs> Adam, y'all were both walking across the front, and both of you were walking like this. And I saw two huge lions for the kingdom of God. You called it a I say I don't know what it means, but I do know that I saw two huge lions, full manes, grown, mighty. He cut it da 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 ma da 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 Just walking back and forth, hey da 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 day. Yeah da 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 ma da 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 day. Yeah da 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 ma da 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 day. Yeah da 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 ma sai, hey. Hey yeah da 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 day. Yes, God, hey da 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 ma sai da 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 day. Establishing territory. Woo! Yes. Establishing territory, God, taking the territory, your territory, your territory, your territory God. Hey, da 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 da. Hey, yeah, yeah, I say. Yeah, hey. I just gotta be obedient. While we were listening to that song, and I heard he holds my hand. God wants me to tell you that He's restoring your innocence. He's restoring your heart back to that childlike faith. Before the enemy came in to wreck your life, He's restoring you back and showing you a good, good Father. He's going to show you His ways in Jesus' name.
1: Thank you, Jesus. And while they were singing that song, I thought to myself, what came to me was, he He knows your name. He knows your name. And then Monica, evangelist, came up here, and she's like, I saw the place full of souls. And he knows every name. He knows every name of every soul. Yes, yes, yes. He knows your name, and he's calling you today. Answer him while you still have time. It's not good enough to decide to go to church. I'm sorry. It's not good enough. We can decide to go to church. You know, I need to get my life right. I'm 43 now, so I need to get my life right. I wish I was 43. So I'm going to start going to church. I'm going to start acting right. I'm going to stop doing all these things. I'm going to stop partying. I'm going to stop all that. I'm sorry. There's only one thing. One thing that counts. And that's are you washed in the blood of Jesus. Did you ask Jesus to forgive you and wash you with his blood? And that red blood makes you white as snow, purified, holy, and acceptable to him. And that is the only, the only way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood. Next Sunday is the Day of Atonement. And we're going to talk about the day of atonement. And we're going to talk about that blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh my God, thank you that he is with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that he gave me authority over all the power of the enemy. And he said nothing will by any means harm you. Just hold his hand and fight when he says fight. And fight what he says fight. And fight how he says fight, and we'll be okay. We're gonna win this battle. I read the book. I read it. We win. Our King (laughs) He ain't no suffering servant no more. He ain't no lion, no, I mean no lamb anymore. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah, and that is who is walking with you. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And he is the king most high. And he's coming back. (laughs) Woo! Shakaba. And when the heavens part, and you see that horse, we're going to be behind him. Hallelujah. That horse comes flying through them clouds. Every eye is going to go. Every jaw is going to drop to the floor. Devils included. Hey, <laughs> that's my God. That's the one I'm praising today. That's the one that, that's holding my hand. That's the one that has filled me. That one right there. And we go on and we, we can play with a devil. We can play with him, but I want to, can I just please tell you that it's not going to be too long? And if you're playing with the devil, You're going to be stuck. You're going to get stuck. You are. And I don't want you to. I don't want you to play and get stuck. And then you're going to be bound and you're going to go through tribulation. And it is going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. And then you're going to know that Jesus is the way. And then you're going to lose your head. So just bow your knee. Just bow your knee today. And give him your life. And let him take us. Woo! Let him take us. Ha! Second Chronicles talks about we need to know the times. There was two men out of two million that knew the times. And knew what Israel should do. We need to know the times that we're living in. The word says, my people, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because we don't know what time we're in. Daniel 7.25 says that the Antichrist is going to change times and law. He's going to change times. That word times is moed. That's the appointments of God. He don't want you to know. He does not want you to know that we just came out. I'm talking about moments ago. We just stepped out of the Feast of Trumpets and into a new beginning. <laughs> but I'm a little sad because the Feast of Trumpets is when Jesus is going to take us. That's when that last trumpet is going to sound. Do, 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 And we're going to go. But then all hell is going to break loose. And it's going to be the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life. Y'all can be seated if you want to. I thank you, Jesus. I want to teach us a little bit. I want to teach us a little bit about where we are. Because I don't want us to perish. I don't want us to go on with our life and not know what's going on in the spirit realm. Right? That's what that means. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Because his people don't have an understanding of the time and the season that we're living in. God, one thing we've got to understand is God is a Jewish God. And he set, appoint, he set appointments that he calls feast, Because he is a party in God. Y'all hear that? He likes to party. He just wants you to do it his way. That's all. He wants to throw the party, right? It's his party, and he'll do what he wants to in it. Amen? But the enemy, you know, he, you know, he counterfeits everything. We know that. But he doesn't want us to know the season and the time that we're in. So can I I teach a little bit today? Mm, Because I'm going to tell you, this weekend I've been like, whoo, cleanse my heart, Jesus. I I repent, I repent, everything I can think of, I'm repenting. Because he could have just parted the clouds and blew that trumpet, and we would have been gone just like that. And this is the season that he'll do that. I'm going to show you in the scripture hallelujah and I don't, I don't want any of us to be caught by surprise Leviticus let's go over there to that Old Testament you know that's not for us Leviticus 23 whoops I went into Exodus I cannot see I don't know what happens when I get up here and I can't see and I have glasses on verse 1 he says, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, the feast, the feast, that's the word moed, and it means an appointment. It really means your wedding day. Ooh, <laughs> that's what it means. It's an appointment that you set like your wedding day. Okay. I don't know, that excited me. The feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim. And that's what I'm doing right now. I am proclaiming the feast of the Lord, okay? So y'all listen up. To be holy convocations. Convocation means a dress rehearsal. They've been dress rehearsaling for 3,500 years. And every single one of these feasts point to Jesus. Every single one of them is a picture of Jesus. Jesus fulfilled the first three feasts, and he will fulfill the last. He fulfilled the first four, excuse me, and he will fulfill the last three. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. He goes in, and he, he explains all these feasts, the feast of Passover. Y'all know that Jesus was crucified on Passover, Then the Feast of Unleavened Bread, that's where they have to take yeast out of their bread because yeast represents sin. And so they had to take yeast out of their bread, and they have to eat unleavened bread for seven days. Jesus Christ is the bread of life, and there was no sin in him. And he was buried on the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And then the first Sunday after the Sabbath, Is the first fruits. And he arose on first fruits. He is the first fruits of the dead. That shall live again. He is. And then 50 days later is Passover. I mean Pentecost. And we know what happened on Pentecost. Holy Ghost was poured out and he saved us. (laughs) Thank you Jesus. Now there's three more feasts that have not been fulfilled. And it is the Feast of Trumpets. It's called Yom Teruah. It has a lot of names. And some of those names are really exciting. Then you have the Day of Atonement. Ten days after, the, after Yom Teruah begins, you have the Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. And then right after that, you have the Feast of Tabernacles. <laughs> that is is when we will tabernacle with God for eternity. Okay. Ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The fall feast, that's what these are called right now. What we just came out of, the Feast of Trumpets. Now we think, you know, that's just them Jewish holidays. No, the Lord said, these are my feast. They're my days. And I want you to remember them. And the church... Has not done that. And he says. I'll come as a thief in the night. If you ain't looking. Because you don't know it's the season. But we know. Amen. Thank you Jesus. Whew. I mean. It just What time is it? Because it just ended. 11.45. It just ended in about 45 minutes ago. Give us understanding today, Lord. Give us understanding. The first coming of Jesus was fulfilled in those spring feasts. That's when he was born. He came into the world. He fulfilled them with his first coming. His second coming will fulfill the fall feast. Okay, now let's go over to some really good news. First Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. This is Paul. Paul is the apostle to the Gentile. That's me and you. He's our apostle. We need to know what he said. So we think that those are just Jewish feasts, you know. It don't really mean anything. It's just a Jewish holiday. But Paul... Was a Jew. Jesus was a Jew, but he was also the, Jew, the apostle to the Gentiles, and, he, and we got grafted in. I am now an adopted Jew, so I need to know what's going on in my homeland, right? Okay, chapter 4, verse 13, he says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. That's those who have died before us. See, they're just asleep. If they belong to Jesus, they just asleep. They're taking a rest. Amen? Lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Now, we, ha- we have hope. We have this hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, hmm, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you, by the word of Remaining until the coming. Wait, I got messed up because I can't see. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive, who? We who are alive and remain. Y'all, there is a generation that will never die, will never see death. And I'm praying that that's us From the oldest (laughs) to the youngest, that's us. Hallelujah. We who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself, y'all listen, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, and that means we who are full of life. You got to be full of life and looking at the sky with your ear turned, listening for that trumpet. (laughs) and that's what I want for us in these last days is for us to not just go on with our life and doing our own thing and and marrying and burying and having back and whatever we I don't want us to do that I want us to know where we're at I want us to know what's happening in the heavens and yes we've been in the last days for more than 2,000 years but, oh, my goodness, there has never been a time on the face of this earth where everything is converged. Everything has happened. Everything. And, and if you read about the last days, mm, we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. Because we're going to talk about some. Oh, my goodness. Now, this Feast of Trumpets that we just came out of, Back in the day, back in Daniel's day, when they were in Babylon, they did not have cell phones. So they had to communicate by fire. Uh They had something called watchmen. We are watchmen. We're supposed to be watching what's going on. And they had these things called watchmen, and these men would sit outside because they didn't know when the new moon was coming. They had to look. They had to be looking for it. And whenever they saw that sliver, oh my goodness, that's me. When they saw that sliver of that moon, they knew that it was the first day of Tishri. Hang on a minute. I didn't do what I expect y'all to do. Thank you, Jesus. And whenever they would see that moon and they knew that the feast of trumpets was beginning, they would light a fire. And then this one would say, oh, my goodness, there's a fire. And they'd light a fire. So everybody would know. That's the reason that this feast is two days. That's the reason that this feast is called no man knows the day or the hour. Sound familiar? No man knows the day or the hour. Jesus wasn't saying you can't know when I'm coming. He was actually telling you when he was coming. He said, I'm going to come when no man knows the day or the hour. With the last trump. Now on this feast, it's two days. And they blow 100 trumpets. There's three different sounds. They blow each sound three times and they blow it not in a in a that's nine and they blow them in a sequence of 11 so that's a 100 but at the last trump that is the longest and the loudest blast and this feast is called the great awakening (laughs) come on y'all are y'all tracking with me This feast is also called, hang on to your seats. No, that's not what it's called. It's called the wedding of Messiah. Tell me he ain't coming to get me on this feast. The wedding of Messiah. And I'm going to read something to y'all in Luke and John. And it's going to prove it. It's also called, this feast that we just stepped out of, is also called the coronation of the Messiah. When we go to heaven and crown him king. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're going to be in that hall. And our king. Oh, With fire in his eyes, he's going to walk up that aisle. (laughs) And Revelation tells us that we lose our mind in worship. I ain't worried about what nobody thinks no more. We lose our mind with worship. Not because he's so good, but because he has righteousness. Judgments. (laughs) Judgments. <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother thing. Them righteous judgments. Oh, my God. We just stepped out of the feast of trumpets. The marriage of Messiah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm going I'm to read a little bit more because I still can't see. Verse 17 says that we who are alive and remain shall be, y'all remember this word caught up. (laughs) We're gonna have some Greek lesson today. I'm gonna be caught up. That's the word harpazo. It means snatched in the nick of time. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, it does. The Latin word is rapturo, rapture. That's where we get the word rapture. Hallelujah. He's going to snatch us out of hell on earth just in the nick of time. And then it's going to get bad. But we're not going to see that, right? Because we're going to give our hearts to Jesus Christ. We're going to let Jesus Christ wash us in that blood. And we're going to turn our back on the enemy. Because his power is within me. And because he's holding my hand. And because he knows your name. Ha. Okay. Thank you Jesus. I just want to read because it's really good. He says um, we're going to be caught up together with them. Those who died long time before us. You know. We're going to be caught up together with them in the clouds. In the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Y'all, this is not when he comes down and puts his foot on the Mount of Olives. That's, that's another time. This one right here is private. And it's intimate. And there's a word that proves that. It's private and it's intimate. It's just for us Thank you, Jesus. Holy smokes. Okay. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. (laughs) Oh, therefore comfort one another with these words. He's coming. And we're going to be with him forever. (laughs) That is comforting. That's comforting. Let's go on down to... Chapter five, he says, but concerning the times and the seasons, the Moeds, come on. The times and the seasons, those appointments that God has set for us. He says, He says, Brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. See, these people that he were talking to, they knew exactly what feast was going on. They knew exactly what time it was. It's just us. We need to know. Verse 2 says, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, we just heard that a whole lot the other day when that peace accord was signed. Now there's more that have to come in and sign it. But they are saying peace and safety. Peace and safety. Israel's going to be at peace. Israel's going to be safe. They're signing this accord saying they're not going to fight. They're not going to shoot them up. So they're saying peace and safety. I'm telling y'all, we are at the door. On the clock, if a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day, we ain't got but five seconds. I mean, seriously. We ain't got no time. He says, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains as a pregnant woman. Now, he talks about that in Matthew 24. And they shall not, they shall not escape. But you, brethren, you are not in the dark. (laughs) No, we're not. We woke. We wide awake. We are not in the dark. Okay, why is it foggy? You're not in the dark so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. And we are not of the night nor the darkness. And he keeps on talking and it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Let's go look over in 1 Corinthians 15. Oh, First Corinthians 15, we'll go to 50. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 50 says, Now this I say, brethren. That flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. (laughs) We will not all sleep. We ain't all going to go to sleep. And don't go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Don't go to sleep. Don't go about your life just doing your thing. Don't go to sleep. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. (laughs) For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we will be changed. I'm going to get my glorified body. I can eat all the Oreos I want to, and nothing going to change. Hallelujah. I'm going to be able to walk through walls then. I know some of us like to do little things that make us feel like we can walk through walls, but that wall going to stop you. It's going to stop you. But it said right there, in the moment, in the moment, that is Atomos. It's where we get Adam. That moment is 1 40th of a second. It's going to be fast, quick, fast, and in a hurry. He's finna snatch us all out. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. We better get ourselves, we better get ourselves in line with him. Walk and hold his hand. Hold his hand. Okay, now let's go over to Luke. Luke 17. Oh, the blood. Okay, there's 17, I think. And I'm on. He's talking here in um, 17. We'll start around 20. And the Pharisees ask him, What's going to be the sign of your kingdom? He don't really like Pharisees, so he's like, It's going to come with no sign. That really basically is what he did. And he turned his back on them, and he looked at his disciples, and he said, Now. Okay? <laughs> he says... When he looked at his disciples, he said, he said, he said, then he looked at his disciples. Verse 22, the days are going to come when you will desire to see one of the days of the son of man. He said, it's going to come a day when you're going to want to be with me, but I'm not going to be here. He says, and and they're going to say to you, look here and look there, but don't go after them. Don't follow them. He says, for the. Y'all listen to this one. For as the lightning, I'm going to read it out of, hang on, I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. It says, for as lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other, so it will be on the day when the Son of Man comes. What? That sounds like in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. (laughs) Y'all remember a few months ago I told you that, that word twinkling, the Greek, you pronounce it repay. I thought that was pretty cool. That he gonna repay us <laughs> by taking us out of here. And you say you just trying to escape? Yes, I am. I'm gonna admit it. I am trying to escape. Okay, let's let's go to 26. 26, he says, and as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. We're going to come back to that in just a minute. And they ate and drank. Hmm. They married wives and, and they were given in marriage till the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all they going on about their life as nothing was happening, and Noah was crazy. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, they ate and drank, they bought and sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven, and it destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, y'all hear these words. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his own life is going to lose it. And whoever loses his life is going to preserve it. That's the foundation of Freedom Ministries come on. He says, I tell you in 34, in that night, there will be two. And the original says two. It doesn't say men or women. It says there will be two in one bed. The one will be taken. Remember that word taken and the other left, and there will be two grinding and one will be taken and the other left and there will be two in the field and one will be taken and the other left. This is a selective rapture. Y'all remember the word taken. Okay, now let's go over to John 14. John chapter 14. I did not mark my scriptures. We'll start with one. (laughs) We gonna know the times that we in. It's not going to sneak up on us next year. We're not going to just go about doing our own thing, right? Okay. Let not your heart be troubled, troubled, but believe in God. You believe in God, believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. We getting a good and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive. Remember that word. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. The word taken and the word receive is the same exact word. Now, he's talking marriage right here. That's what he's talking to these men. He's talking marriage. Some of you guys came up here this weekend and y'all watched a a movie called Before the Wrath. That is fantastic. It is about a Galilean wedding. Y'all do know Jesus was a Galilean. That's where he hailed from. And, and he loved Galilee. And they have certain ways of doing things. And when a um, man and a, a woman, and they, and they was young was going to get married, the man <laughs> had to come with a price. He didn't just come say, hey, can I come marry your daughter? No, I ain't got no car. No, I ain't got no job, but I'm going to get one. Mm-mm. When he came for that man's daughter, he had a purse. He had a flask of wine. Okay. He had some gifts with him. And he also had a contract. It's a covenant. And when he knocked on that door and the father said, "Uh, what you here for? And if he gave him 50 bucks, you know, you don't think my daughter's worth much. So the more he thought his bride was worth, that's how much he paid for her. Corinthians tells us that we were bought with a great price. He paid, <laughs> he paid for us with his own life. He laid his life down to buy us, to marry us. <laughs> Everything he had was hanging on that cross to marry you. Now, he goes back to his his, um, disciples, and they have the last supper, you know, and and he tells them, "I'm, I'm fixing, this is fixing to be done, you know. They break the bread, and he says, when you do this, do it in remembrance of me. My body is broken for you. And he drinks the wine. And then y'all remember in that story, when he drinks that wine, he says, I won't drink this again until I drink it with you in my father's house. That's what he said. It's wrote in red. They knew he was talking, I'm going to marry you. And I'm fixing to leave. And I'm going to go build you a house. And when my father says, it's time to come back, then I'm going to come get you, and I'm going to take you away. Now, those words, those three words that we were just looking at, if I can find them, it's um, paralambano. receive and taken. The word is paralambano, and it is an intimate act of taking. It's when a husband takes his wife. And consummates the marriage. That's what that, those words mean. Come on. We all grown up in here. That's what that means. He said, one is gonna, there's going to be two in the bed. One's going to be taken. taken. I'm going to take one as my bride. He's talking to those disciples and he says, I'm not going to drink this wine again. Until I drink it with you in my father's house. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come again and I'm going to receive you. I'm going to take you as my wife. <laughs> All of that happens on the Feast of Trumpets. The marriage of the Lamb. Oh my God. Oh my God, my God, my God. That's where we just came out of. That right there is what we just came out of. He's talking about rapture. And I know a lot of t- we don't preach a lot about rapture. But there it is. If you study those Greek words, then you have a little bit more of an understanding of what he's saying. And if you study those feasts, then you have a little bit more understanding of what he's saying. Amen? Thank you, Jesus, for giving us revelation, for opening up your word. Now, here's another point that you need to see about the rapture. Remember, we kept saying, they're doing business. They're getting married. they planting. they building. They're going on with their life like nothing's happening, like nothing's going on. And then, bam, a million people are gone. Prayerfully, it's more than that. <laughs> but in the book of Revelation... And I really, strongly suggest that you read it. Get a translation like the New Living that you can understand, but read it. Because there's a blessing for those who read the book of Revelation and keep the words that are in it. And so you read that book of Revelation and you're going to see that people who are left here after the rapture, they are not doing business as usual. They are not living their life. They are not getting married. They are not, ha- they not planting. They are doing everything they can do to survive. That's what's going on in Revelation. So I know he's talking about before Revelation. Not to mention the fact, and it's a whole nother study. That he's dealing with the Jew. It's time for him to deal with the Jew. And so he takes the church out. And he deals with the Jew again. Because of Daniel's 70 weeks. 69 of them have, ha- have come to pass. There's one week that happened. And that is the seven year tribulation. Mm. That's not for us. Thank you Jesus. That I don't have to live in the time when... When an angel is going to come out of heaven and he's going to unlock the gates of hell and out of the earth is going to come these things that look like hornets of some sort. They have on iron um, armor and and they have hair like women and teeth like lions and a tail like a scorpion and it's going to sting you. (laughs) My God, I don't want to see that. I don't want to be here. I hope I I I want to yeah I do hope I scare you. (laughs) It ain't gonna be pretty during those times. There's a there's asteroids that are gonna hit the Earth. A third of mankind is gonna be dead just like that. A third of the fish of the sea is gonna die. The water is gonna be ruined and people are gonna get sick for drinking the water. And then there's another asteroid that's gonna happen. All of the life in the sea dies. Another third of humans die. My God, people are going to be dying right and left. Not to mention what the Antichrist is doing to them. Not to mention he's cutting their head off because they will not take his mark. And they will not renounce Jesus Christ. So you get your head cut off. So people are going, they're not not going on with life as usual. Come on, we don't have to see that. We do not have to see that. We don't have to be a part of that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> Revelation 16, it talks about how he comes back. He's coming back as a lion. <laughs> Revelation 19, oh my God, it's exciting when you see that. Matthew 24, 29 and 31 through 31, it talks about how they will see him in power and glory. That's when he comes back for the second coming. He is already crowned. Revelation talks about he comes with many crowns. We've already crowned him as king. We've already been there. We've already married him. We've had our seven years of a party. Seven year party. Y'all, that's another thing. When the, when the, when the father told that groom that it's time to go get your bride, His bridegrooms come with him and groomsmen and and they're going through the city. He's dressed to the nuns and they're going through the city and they're they're shouting, the bridegroom comes, the bridegroom comes and they're blowing the trumpet and she wears her dress every single night because she knows he's coming in the midnight hour. Now over here, it's going to be daytime. He talks about In that day and in that night, it's all the same time. It's nighttime on the other half of the world. I know it. But let me tell you this. This right here, I like to have, I did holler. Keith's like, what? Whenever that bridegroom comes and gets her, two of his groomsmen are carrying this thing on their shoulders. And when she comes out to meet her bridegroom, she gets on that seat. They pick her up off of the ground, and they take her to the father's house. There cannot be a better picture of the rapture. Oh, my word. And he's telling us. He's telling us that. Now, I'm going to tell you all something. I am looking for it next September. Because the generation that saw Israel become a nation was almost up. When they have Passover this year, March, this year, 5781, they're gonna be in their 73rd year. Seven years of tribulation equals 80. Psalm says that a generation is 70 years, and if you got strength, 80. what y'all still sitting there my goodness I'm telling y'all you ain't got much time we are on borrowed time right now I do believe the clock is ticking y'all remember that man that had that vision and he said tick tock he's walking in his kitchen and he hears the voice of God say tick tock tick tock you're not going to believe what time it is on my clock. Uh-oh. Mic drop. Hey. Woo. I mean, just, just to know that these words, that's what these words mean. Those words, at paralimbano, it means that I'm fixing to snatch you up. And I'm going to take you to myself. And when the bride and the groom headed for the father's house, when all the wedding guests got in there, the father shut the door for seven days. As it was in the days of Noah, he said in chapter 7, Genesis chapter 7, he said, Noah, get in the ark. And he shut the door for seven days before it started raining. Oh my God, that's prophetic. Hey, yeah. That's what it says. 717. Seven day- he shut the door. And you know they still out there going, You so crazy. No, you so crazy. You so crazy. And it ain't never rained. You ain't got no hitch. You ain't got no trailer. You ain't got no truck to pull that boat to no water. You're so crazy. For seven days, they mocked him. For seven days, they persecuted. What the world is happening right now. They're trying to shut your mouth. In the decade of the mouth. And this year, we'll be talking with God's mouth. They will not shut it. Ain't no mask can shut it. Now, you wear... I'm. You wear a mask. If you wear one, I ain't saying that. You can talk through it. I'm just saying they're trying to shut us down. And if we don't vote right, they will. And even if we vote right, we still better pray. Because if the church does not turn from her wicked ways, we are still going into judgment. Just like Adam was praying, the church has to get homosexuality. You got to get that out. You got to get bestiality out. You got to stop having sex with someone you're not married to. He deals with that sin more than any other sin in the Word of God. People get mad when I say it, but I'm sorry. It's the Word of God, and I will not compromise the preaching of the Word. And if you are having sex with the same sex, or someone you're not married to, or some animal, you are in serious trouble. Serious trouble. But you have time. You've got eight days, eight days to lay on your face and repent. God, get this mess out of me. God, I don't want to be like this. God, I don't want to hate my daddy. God, I don't want to hate my mama. God, I don't want to hate these people. God, get this bitterness out of my heart. Get it out of me, God. You got eight days. Eight days. Because right now, the, this feast that we just came out of is the books are open. It is the judgment of God. And right now, he is looking at every single life on this earth. And he's trying to see, what did you do with what I gave you? Did you put it away? Or did you work it the best you could? That's what he's seeing. And I'm going to tell you, next Sunday, the books close. And he has determined what he's going to do with you and what your year is going to look like. Because we didn't get raptured. The rapture didn't happen. So we're going to be here for another year. You can take that to the bank. We're going to be here for another year. But in that year, am I going to have hell? Is, is family going to die? Am I going to lose everything? Or are you going to deal well with me? So you've got eight days. And if I were you, I wouldn't wait. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Get it right now. Hit the altar now. Say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, God. Cleanse me from my unrighteousness and give me your righteousness. You, we, gotta, we got to walk in repentance. We must walk in repentance. If we sit back and just look and see, well, that sounds real exciting, but I don't think I got nothing to repent of. You better repent of that. And I'm sorry, but I don't think you have to wait till conviction falls. It says to change your mind. I don't need the Holy Ghost to change my mind. I have to change it. The Word of God says for me to change my mind. It says for I'm going this way. I'm doing my thing. I'm living like I want to live. Oh, my God. God, you are real. And I'm going to bust hell wide open if I don't stop. And this is what I do. Forgive me, Lord. I repent and I will not do it again. I will die before I do it again. When you say, forgive me, Lord, and you continue to do your sin, you did not repent. And I'm sorry, but I question your salvation. I'm not saying this out of condemnation. And if you feel it, that's because it's in you. I'm saying this out of concern. My God, I don't want you to die and go to hell. My God, I don't want you to live in hell while you're here. I don't want that for you. I want you to just lay it all down and let Jesus have your life. Because when we see a lot of us, we've tried it, we've tried it, we've tried it. You ain't never tried him. The word says that when that blood washes you clean, behold. All things are made new. I do not remain the same. I have an experience with Him. Holy Spirit comes and He lives on the inside of me. And it is to clean this life up. Yes, my mind has to be renewed. But I have a fire in me that will not allow me to stay in sin. We are not called to sin. I'm not called to fight sin. Because of His blood, I have overcome sin. It has no power over me. We act like, I don't want to do it no more, God, but I just can't help it. Ugh. I'm sorry, bull. 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 That's bull. That's not the word of God. And I'm probably going to catch some flack, but I don't care. That is not the word of God. The word of God says, old things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. You are a new creation. A new creation in God. And if you can live in sin, you need to get saved. If you can live there, I ain't talking about somebody that fell and said the dirty word. I'm not even talking about somebody that that had every intention to not smoke weed again. I don't know. And you just fell. But you got up and you said, oh my God, forgive me. I promise you, Lord, I'm not going to do that again. And then you don't do it again. But I'm talking about somebody who practiced this sin. I'm talking about somebody who, who is continually having sex with someone you ain't married to. I'm talking about somebody who is continually. You live that lifestyle. You live it. If we can come to a service like this and tonight go home and watch pornography, you need to get saved. You need to get saved. You need to have an experience with God. If I can go into church and I can lift my hands and I can praise Him and worship Him and then cuss my spouse out or beat my child, you need to get saved. You need to get saved. Come on. You got eight days to make it right. Because I'm scared for what's going to happen in your life if you don't. Now, I know this ain't one of them tickle my ears, you getting a new car message. And I'm not laying hands on you. Sorry. You got to go after God yourself. You got to get him yourself. Too often we come into the church house and we just come for a feeling. It ain't got nothing to do with him. It don't have anything to do with worshiping Him. It's all about me getting a goosebump. Those days are done. They are over. We have to go after God ourselves. I have to get on my face and seek God for myself. I have to cry out for my kid. I have to. I have to cry out for my marriage. I have to take authority over it. I have to take authority over what's in my house. I can't come up here on Sunday and just get a feeling and then think that's going to keep me I'm telling y'all we're fixing to see some stuff your life is never going back to the same way it was ever life as we knew it is over remember that word He said, are you ready for life as you know it to change? Well, it just did. It changed. My God, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help me in my indifference, God. Help me when somebody can lay it out that I am going to hell if I continue in this sin. I am going to hell. I am not saved. I believe that half the church is not going in the rapture because half the church ain't saved. I believe that. I done said it. I feel like I need to say it again. If you continue to live in it, you need to get saved. And when you get saved, your life is going to change. Because mine did. Brother Allen's did. Come on. Daddy's did. I've seen it too many times. But when we play... Nothing happens. I cry. And I get an emotional release. and That ain't God. That ain't nothing to do with God. God is all powerful. He is all powerful. And we play with the little enemy, the devil, that was created by this all powerful God. And in one day, and I think about a thousand and eight years, He's going to come through. He's going to part the heavens, and he's going to ride through on that white horse. And we're going to be behind him, and he is going to stomp the devil into the ground. His days are numbered, and he knows it, and he's scared to death. And that's why he's trying to stop you from knowing what time you're living in. Because you'll just go on with life as usual, and you're going to get left. I ain't going to be left. I was sitting there in my prayer palace yesterday, and I heard something. I went, Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) Because I'm thinking I done heard a trumpet. Well, I didn't. I don't know what it was. But it scared me. I'm like, okay, let me see what else can I repent for. But we live our life that way. Live my life in Repentance. Live my life connected to Him. Live my life with Him. I don't have to worry about it. He assures me that I am clean by His blood. He assures me that I am righteous by His blood. And because of that, I get convicted if I sin. If you don't, again, check your salvation. It's, it's too close. It's too close to play. It's too close for me not to tell you the truth. Because when I stand before him, I'm going to get judged harsher than you. So I'm going to tell you the truth. And all I can say is repent. Again, you have eight days to repent. Because next Sunday, the judgment's going to be made. And how my life is going to go. See, that's why people are crying out right now for for this nation. Pray, 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 pray for this nation. Pray for this nation. Because God has opened the books on America too. And He sees that now there's 56 genders. What? I created two. Male, female. He sees that it says in His Word that homosexuality is an abomination to him. But he sees that we say it's okay. It's their preference. It's how they were made. Well, let me give you another one I told you about the other day. They just passed a law in California that you can have sex with a 10-year-old and it is not a felony. Can I also, I'm, I'm not sorry. You need to be woke up. They are raping infants, videoing it, and putting it on YouTube. I'm talking about infants. This world is in bad, bad shape. And we are worried about myself. I'm worried about what's happening in me. I'm worried, God, I don't feel you. Lord, I just don't feel you no more. Well, he said what the problem was. You walked away. That's why you don't feel him no more. That's why you don't hear him no more. That's why you're dry and you're thirsty. Because you walked away from the living water. You got to walk back. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The altars are open to come and to cry out to God and ask Him to forgive you of what you know you've been doing. Today's the day to get it right with Him. Today, right now, don't wait till Saturday night. You might die before it happens. But right now, the altars are open. Come and repent before a living God Thank you, Father. Thank you for the word. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you have opened our eyes today, Lord. I thank you, Father, that we see the season that we are in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we see the seasons that we're in, God. We see the times. We know what's going on. We know, God, that you have made appointments for us, that we have an appointment with you. Thank you, Lord. And we just repent, God. I open myself up to you, Lord. I want you to deal with the dirty in my heart, God. I want you to deal with the darkness in me, God. I want you to deal with me. I want you to deal with me, God, where I think I'm right. But I am walking in division. Where I think I'm right and I have a right to do this. But I am walking in division with the body. We are a body. There's not supposed to be division between us. It's not supposed to be like that. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Where I've been more concerned about my feelings than I have you and what you're saying, God. Forgive us, Lord. Now I'm just going to open it up and you repent or not and father i just pray that as we lay our lives before you lord that you will cleanse us that you will cleanse our hands god that you will renew a right spirit within us oh god and that we will walk before you pure and holy lord pure and holy and living a lifestyle of repentance, God, that I want to please you because I love you. And if you don't know Jesus, come up here and we will help you know him. It's not hard. If he's drawing you and pulling you, don't turn away from him.
0: In the name of Jesus. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed. In Jesus' name.